Jessica. Yes. Don't move. Oh, okay. Whatever you do, don't look up. Don't look up. No, no, no. Don't look up. Look at me in the eyes. Don't move. Okay. There's something there. Uh-huh. There's something there. I'm like, don't look up. Don't look up. Okay, I'm not looking up. <laughs> You're taking this too well. It's trying to freak you out because you watch all those horrible YouTube horror shows. <laughs> There's something above you, Jess. There's something above you. Don't look. There's something above you. Like a, your mind's like a steel trap. I can't get you. I'll look on up to the sky. I wonder why I put a filter between beauty and my eyes. I'll look on up into your eyes. It's time I put down my devices and I start to live my life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello, everyone. Jessica does watch just creepy YouTube all day long. <laughs> okay, one, it's not all day long. And two, I don't just watch creepy YouTube. I watch hockey YouTube and jazz YouTube. Right. And uh, sometimes, yes, I watch like horror things on YouTube it's and like the five most haunted crime. hospitals and things it's like that. It's starting with true crime. <laughs> because for the last several years, Jessica has been obsessed with true crime. Always watching, like, whatever the big Netflix documentary is, can't get enough, turns to YouTube, where the facts and the research (laughs) might be a little more shaky. (laughs) That starts leaking into, like, haunted house investigations. I don't know why. They just go hand in hand for some reason. Because you're not interested in knowing if there's really a ghost at the location. You're interested in learning the story of the real-life person that is now said to be haunted. Yeah, exactly. I don't care about the ghost thing. I'm like, no, no, I'm sure that I can easily disprove this especially the video ones like the video and picture ones i'm like that is clearly someone is off screen doing that like you can usually tell that they're very phony but but then this just led into this is like gateway punk kind of stuff (laughs) like you start with a green day and a blink 182 and before you know it you're listening to uh (laughs) rudimentary peni or something like you're going real deep and now you're like Jessica watches these creepy, like, almost borderline ASMR things where, like, somebody does a top ten list of, like, the most horrifying stories. And they're not, like, deep research things. They're just, like, crap that people can read and creepy pastas and stuff. And Jessica just, re- and Jessica's YouTube channels now, they just repeat these lists. And sometimes they're funny because they're, like, in England and they get pronunciations of American things wrong. But they All also, the like, mix up facts cause they uh, about American life that don't make any yeah. sense. But now I'll just be, like, sitting, working, with my <laughs> headphones on, and God forbid my Bluetooth cuts out for a second or there's a long pause between a track or a podcast has a low point. I'll suddenly hear, like, the corpse was found with the horrible. <laughs> I don't even want to repeat the things. Ladies then, love true crime. Yeah. And anyway, things. I don't know. So I tried to use look on up as a way to get back at you and spook you. Because you're going around the house spooking me <laughs> with your YouTube. <laughs> anyway. So thanks to everyone who listened to our uh, so much top of the show business. Yeah. Thanks to everyone that joined us for our episode 100 celebration. We did the Instagram live and 
the point of that was like people could click join video and we could meet people and we did meet a lot of people we met um we we saw daniel at the very end for just a second um who else did we see did we saw josh from reliable J. we saw beatrice we saw uh our newer listener trinity I'm trying to remember, I'm probably forgetting a fifth person. Or was there a fifth person? I don't know if we talked to Lindy over the face. Lindy clicked, accidentally clicked join video. And I was like, oh, Lindy's leaving voice. And Lindy's got a voicemail this week. Lindy's like interacting with the show a lot in the last week. Of course she wants to take a join video. And then she, as I'm going to click accept, she clicks cancel. (laughs) And then types in, no, I didn't mean to click video. But then we also did a Twitch stream for the first time, and that was a lot of fun. And over at twitch.tv slash SadieHawkinsPod, we watched all eight episodes of the 2003 webisode series that Reliant K did called Where the Buffalo and Cell Phone Roam. And that was a lot of fun. I had never, I'd watched like bits and pieces of them. We had watched the final episode on the For the Band episode that we did right. but we'd never actually watched them beginning to end and they're kind of a mess they're interesting <laughs> they're such a mess but there's like really cool <laughs> stuff in there there's this one moment in 2003 well basically all eight episodes they it like starts with an overall episode about what life with the band is like and weird stuff and like basically breaking their bones backstage board and things <laughs> And then each band member gets a separate episode just to kind of hang out with them. And in the Dave episode, we see Ethan Luck, who was with the Supertones at the time, go up to Dave. And it must have been like a little planned, like, pseudo script. Like, almost like the little bits we do. Like a little planned thing where Ethan goes up to Dave and it's like, y'all guys rock. Y'all, no, jam. He's like, y'all jam. Y'all jam, man. And it's sweeps over to dave douglas and he's like what's up with this and he's acting it up he's like what's up with this guy he might as well have said i'm gunning for your job dave (laughs) it was so funny to see that little moment i kind of you know it was crazy but anyway it was wild try not to use the ableist language so there was that but yeah it was a lot of fun and we might do like a recap episode of those of those shows at some point in the future and we have to do more twitch streams and twitching twitching doing twitch streams was pretty easy it was pretty fun and easy it was was like it was just like podcasting with the cameras on yeah we're trying to we were trying to get used to it yeah and there's a little less pretension because over on twitch you know even though it's live and we can't edit anything there's not the the need to feel like we need to fill every second with chatter like we would on a podcast so it's it's a little looser and it's a bit more fun and there's plenty more reliant k related stuff that we need to watch some of it we'll save for patreon some of it we'll do still publicly i do not love being on camera oh no you should you're beautiful i look terrible in that light. you looked the, amazing I looked you look beautiful in the stream. i was like a mountain next to you i look so huge well you were like, <laughs> this could just be the, the disparaging ourselves <laughs> after our twitch stream follow up if you want it to be so any other top of the show business yes plenty so it's fitting that we are talking about look on up this week i still have more top of the show business after this but it's fitting that we are doing look on up this week because i got another partial block on instagram Yeah, (laughs) expires next monday (laughs) so all the look on up footage that we share this week will be without context and then I'll uh, edit in this stuff. When it, this one, it's 
It's nonsense why they do this. Because if I have years, thousands of people that MXPX memes followed, right? And I'm going through and I'm cleaning those up. Tons of people I don't never even really knew, people I followed years ago, people who have unfollowed me since then, and I'm cleaning them all up. And when I am done unfollowing all these people, Instagram again is like, you have shared your password with a third party. And then they and then they partially block, not just MXPX memes, but Sadie Hawkins pod, because it's on the same phone. Sadie Hawkins pod didn't even do anything. It's the Bezos, algorithm, man. Is it Bezos? Who's the, no. What's, no. What's the Facebook guy's name? Uh. Social network. Uh. Uh, Lex Luthor. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg Zuckerberg is really <laughs> messing up Instagram. Instagram was a nicer place than Facebook, and they're bringing that same Facebook nonsense. So, but it's fitting because now, like this week, we're gonna really reduce our screen time. We're gonna talk about Look On Up. Yep. We're gonna put our devices down, and we're gonna talk about Look On Up. But before we do that, we have two more pieces of top of the show business. And one of them is that last week we missed. So we have this new listener that we talked about. We met her on the Instagram live. Her name is Trinity. She's Hey Sunshine. And she's also uh, Tricycle on Twitter. And she is in high school. And she just watched Back to the Future for the first time with her family. Right, and she tweets about it, and we're following her on Twitter, and I'm like, well, and I know she's not listening to the new episode. She's starting from the beginning. She told us that. So before she they start watching Back to the Future, she does a dramatic reading, she says on Twitter, of the lyrics of Hello McFly. Nice. And I know she hasn't listened to the new episodes yet. She hadn't listened to part two of Hello McFly. So I'm like, well, darn, I wish that had been on YouTube, and we would have talked about it on episode 100. Yeah. So she's like, well, here you go. And then she sends us the YouTube clip. Nice. So going back to that, here is... So you could call this our Hello McFly Part 3. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Where we go back to the Old West, and it's not quite as good or as fluid as the first two, but you're like, uh, there's still something here. It has its own charm. Exactly. So here it is. Here is her dramatic reading of the lyrics to Hello McFly. Cool. A roll of the dice, a slip of the tongue. I was stirring up the hornet's nest. It finally got me stung. I tried to do the right thing, but the wrong was done. It's over. Excuse my grammar, but the fat lady's sung. And I wish I was Michael J. Fox. I'd visit the past, then come back to the future when I cleaned up my act. Yeah, I don't know what went through my head. Was my conscience shot? Was it left for dead? I said I'm sorry, but no one heard. Because actions... Actions... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure that he's irate. I just hope my remorse was not too little too late. I gave him my track record. He gave me a clean slate. I'm forgiven, and I'm living with no sin on my plate. And I wish I was Michael J. Fox. I'd visit the past, then come back to the future, when I cleaned up my act. Yeah, I don't know what went through my head. Was my conscience shot? Was it left for dead? I said I'm sorry, but no one heard. Because actions... Actions... Actions speak louder than words. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm sorry, 
but no one heard. I, I like. The I way love she's dad like, no or brother who or whoever chimes in with actions. <laughs> <laughs> so that was great, and I wish we'd had it in time for the last episode. But that was funny, and I love it. And um, I, it, I just started thinking about how, like, if we had kids in our teens, we could have teenagers right now. <laughs> <laughs> just like blew my mind right you wouldn't have even had to have been a teenager actually i think you're old enough now that yeah yeah thanks yeah Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well after that uh horrible depression you just unleashed on me <laughs> sorry the last thing we have to talk about is this fangs song which i guess it's pronounced fangs but did you hear about this, Jess? It's kind of like not mentioning it to you just so you wouldn't know. Uh, so there's this artist called Fangs. Here he is. Here's a picture of him, I guess, if that's his pronoun. Oh, yeah. So, so I, I, I've, never, I've never been familiar with him. But for the last couple of weeks on his Twitter account, let's see. Spotify says, electrifying up and coming pop act Fangs is back with the right vibes for sunny days rainy nights and everything in between hailing from nashville well this makes sense for what i'm about to say fangs adds a swirl of synths atop bombastic rhythms to turn a room full of wallflowers into a family that accepts all a touring machine that shows no signs of slowing down well how was last year fangs is receiving critical praise across the industry validating him as a rising act for 2021 so i guess he's already touring in 2021 so this Fangs person, who I was not familiar with before, was tweeting for the last month that they have a collab coming, or a collab coming, with Matt Thiessen. And it would say Reliant K. Matt Thiessen of Reliant K and Fangs. New song coming out soon. He so looks th- like one of the people who's toured with Reliant K before, or been there for, like, Air for Free or something. Oh, maybe. Maybe. maybe yeah. Possibly. I'm- or just been around in general. Yeah. So he's only now on my radar because of this new Reliant K-related, this new Thiessen song that he did. But, uh, yeah, they released a song with Matt Thiessen and Fangs together called A Hurt Like That. And it got tagged on Spotify and everything as Reliant K, in addition to being on Fangs Mm. Spotify Mm -hmm. and Matt Thiessen's solo Spotify. It's on the main Reliant K Spotify page, right? So I heard about this song coming for a couple weeks. I didn't expect it to be tagged with Reliant K, but then suddenly, like, people... And it's exactly... It feels exactly like what happened when Love Race came out, the MGK song, Mm -hmm. right? Like, everyone's like, what's going on? What is this? And it's, like, radio silence from Reliant K, official Twitter. There's nothing, like explaining this or anything with love race and all of that and this basically the same thing happens where suddenly there's a new song on reliant k spotify i knew what it was i knew it's not a reliant k song it's a fang song but then like everyone's like there's a new reliant k song but it's not new new reliant k song it's a fang song with a matt Thiessen collab how am i supposed to pronounce it jessica hates the way i say it collab collab i say collab it's a collaboration. It's short for collaboration. Yeah, collab. but lo- lots of words. Collab. Lots. Of, I can't think of them now. But it's lots like of you're words. You're sharing a lab with a coworker. <sighs> you're inhabiting a space together. You know, English works in mysterious ways. <laughs> I don't know, GIF or JIF, whatever. <laughs> so, will we're not gonna. So here's the basic song. Here's the song. Oh, I feel like I'm playing a new Sonic game or something. (laughs) 
So people were like, how come nobody's talking about this new Reliant K song on Twitter? And, and some other people, not just Josh, but there was Josh saying this, and I was saying this, and some other people were like, well, because it's not a new Reliant K song. There's Tyson singer off the top. I have not listened to this yet. I saved it for the for the table, for the podcast table. <laughs> what do you think? Fangs isn't replacing Adam Young, is he? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine, yeah. Maybe we'll do a uh, a Patreon on it. You are skipping forward and you wouldn't be able to guess that. <laughs> I'm looking if there's any big like ways it shifts or changes. So that's cool. But I just wanted to say if anyone had seen about this that it's it's it got the the my point of what I wanted to make was Spotify tags it as Reliant K, mm-hmm. but it's not a Reliant K song. It's just Tyson working with Fangs, but it's like approved to be tagged as a Reliant K song. And Love Race by MGK did the exact same thing. Mm. That was just Kellen Quinn, but it was also tagged as Sleeping with Sirens. Clearly, like by the record. Company, the, the producer, the uh, right. the publishers right. all agreed, let's tag it by the band of the guest so yeah. it gets more eyes, right? Yeah. But, sleep, but Love Race, Sleeping with Sirens isn't involved. It's just Kellen Quinn. And this new Fang song, Relying K, is not involved. It's just Tyson. So anyway. Look on up. Look on up. You were so uninterested and didn't care what I did I just drop that too suddenly on you? Should I have prepared you for talking about that? Maybe a little, but that's okay. So yeah, so this week we're talking about Look On Up. I love the guitar in this song. It's so pretty. The music in general, I really like. Not a song I visit often, though. Uh, I love the sentiment, but I don't love the lyrics. This is like the definition of literal teasing. My problem with this song is... My problem with newer Lana Del Rey, it reads too much like a diary entry. There aren't a lot of metaphors or clever wordplay. It's just kind of there. Very surface level. It seems very, very now, by which I mean 2016. Yes. And it's still a relevant message today, although I think we can talk about how much COVID has affected that message or not and the relevance of that message. But it was still it'll still be a relevant message, I'm sure, for a long time. So it's hard for me. We're hanging out at Coachella, yeah. <laughs> hanging on each other, listening to your husband play his song, like, okay, we get it. <laughs> so I so this is a big fan favorite. This is the earliest song that was written for what would become Air for Free. This song doesn't end up on air for free. It's released as a single ahead of the album and doesn't end up on the album, which I can think of other times that's happened with other bands. But from for years, for three years before this song was finally recorded and released, this was a fan favorite because it was being played live as early as 2013, like basically just post-Collapsible Long Era. I watched an interview with Hoops with WJTL Radio, and he said that the song was written two years before the rest of the album, and that because of that, they ultimately felt like there was a disconnect from the rest of Air for Free, and which is why they decided to leave it off the album. Right. Well, now we don't have to play that audio. (laughs) 
because <laughs> you you covered it very well. So they yeah. So th- this is basically. I mean, it's not a collapsible long era song, but it's a post collapsible long era song if you think about it in those terms. They were playing this on the Mm-hmm Ten tour, uh, and they'd say new song, and then you go on YouTube and you find dozens and dozens of people posting this to YouTube at tons of concerts and doing covers for years before the song actually was released because it was on YouTube and then people go ahead and they start making covers from those YouTube videos of Look On Up. So this is like an early fan favorite and I don't think of another, I can't think of another Relying K song like that that basically had a cult ahead of the album. How many other times, you know, before Collapsible Lung came out, a couple of Collapsible Lung songs like Boomerang had leaked on YouTube, but they never developed a big cult around, you know, within the Reliant K fandom for years before the song came out. It took three years for the song to come out. And like I said, covers exist from before the the song was finally released. So this is a big fan favorite. And I say that ahead of time because I really have to hold back from being completely cynical about the lyrics of this song. Right. That I I am there with about 70 or 60% of the lyrics, and I'm there with like 95, 98% of the music. I think this is a really good song, but there are little like snags that kind of get my ire up depending on how I approach it. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Oh, Danny. Goodness. I got an email from work. <laughs> so according to Billboard, Look On Up peaked on the Christian digital download charts at number 27 on March 4th, 2016. Mm, big radio band. <laughs> big famous. Ra- <laughs> Climbing up those radio charts. Yeah. <laughs> the dig- Christian digital download charts anyway. Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought you said Christian radio charts. Digital I wasn't- download. No. How did I hear radio out of digital download? I don't know. I just think old school. I don't think about all these digital things. I ignore things like phones. I put my phone down <laughs> oh, and I yeah. look on up to the sky. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that about you. You're definitely not always on your phone 24-7. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't learn. I, I don't learn nothing from this song. <laughs> so, I mean, that gets back into what I was saying, right? But, like, it takes everything in me not to approach this song cynically. And I actually remember... When this song came out, we hadn't thought about Relying K in a couple years, right? So it's early 2016. It came out. Uh, it came out Valentine's Day 2016, ahead of Air for Free. I kind of forget that sometimes, and I sometimes think Look On Up was like a post Air for Free. It feels Look On Up feels like a post Air for Free, like catch up, you know. But it's not. It was a early release of, in 2016, and I remember when it came out. And I was like, Jessica, there's a new Reliant K song today. And we hadn't thought about Reliant K in a while, so we weren't, like, super excited. We have lots of favorite music. (laughs) And so we put it on, and we were immediately... We enjoyed it for a few seconds, and as soon as he said, put down your devices, we were like, whoa. Oh, no. (laughs) And I know... And I started mentioning this is a huge fan favorite, because... That was our initial reaction. Who's got looking up tats? Who's got their looking up tattoos? <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people. It's like a Polaroid picture <laughs> outline and then like the moon inside of it. 
That's a really good idea. Like a really small, tiny little mm-hmm. moon in a photo. And then Instagram. And then like an old school Instagram filter. Remember when Instagram, before it was a social media app and it was just a photography app? Yep. And you could like pick different like fun old school filters and you'd have like they still have some frames. of those on there but yeah now yeah. you can choose whether you want the frame or not and stuff you didn't used to have the choice and... i used to use instagram when it first came out just to take pictures of every person that was saved in my phone with a phone number i would put them in instagram before it was a social media app and i would run a photo of them through the app get a cool filter on it and then i use that photo for their photo on their contact on my phone because contact pictures used to be square and they used to pop up right on your phone as someone calling in a square format so i wanted this cool thing i was thinking of where every contact photo for phone numbers in my phone would have a cool old school filter well then instagram becomes a social media platform overnight and i got no idea So suddenly, if anyone goes looking for my now public Instagram, because Instagram was not a social media platform, it was a private app, but suddenly all those photos are saved. And if anyone like I knew in college or high school or back home would look, it's just a bunch of pictures of people. And like one (laughs) random guy that I might have known back during like my punk going to punk shows days who I saved his phone number because I would get rides from or something might go to my Instagram and be like, why is there a picture of me on this guy's Instagram? <laughs> yeah, when they switched over, I went and I did it just for photography stuff. And I immediately set my my profile to private. And then eventually, I actually ended up just stopping using that account. And when it became like the big social media that like everybody was using, I had friends who were like, your Instagram should be public, your Instagram should be public. So I went and made a second account because archive wasn't a future yet. And then like... It was just like a few months after I did that that the archive feature came out. And I was like, oh, well, it's too late now. So I just have two Instagram accounts. (laughs) So all my family members and all these random friends, some who I wasn't even in touch with, all these photos were there. And I deleted a bunch of them. But I left a couple because they looked funny. Like some of the people I really knew. People I really knew well. I left. So if you go to my personal Instagram and you go all the way back, that's the story with those first photos. I know. It's like I kept that. I kept my private account only because I love that, like, if I go back, it says that, like, you know, my first pictures were from, like, January 2011 because we were using the app when it first came out. Before it was social media. Before it was social media. So, oh, man, I'm looking for the look on up lyrics, and uh, this is not easy to find. There we go. I I had, I I was looking for look on IP. And that was too much for Google for the SEO. So Genius says, Look On Up is a song about not being distracted by smartphones and enjoying life. Written during the rise of smartphone use, 2013. (laughs) And we could talk about our first smartphones. Uh, Matt Thiessen sings about how he sees various life experiences through pictures every day, but never gets to experience life itself. He leaves the listener wondering why we live our lives through filters when we can look on up at the real thing, unfiltered. Originally written for another band, Thiessen realized the song had a Reliant K feel and it was going to be on air for free, but decided to release it as a standalone single instead. 
that's news. Did you hear anything about that? That that was written for another band? I did not. I mean, I, I mean, don't know. Maybe if... it did pop up in my deep dive. I only skim the articles when I come across them and yeah. then bring them to the show. There's so. no link on that claim. I mean, I can. We know of plenty of songs that were supposed to be earthquake songs that became Reliant K songs. Right. So I wonder if this is an earthquake song or something he wrote for another artist entirely. Maybe for Fangs. So. <laughs> You're right. This does have that feeling of being a little too temporal, too current to mention things like devices. I did see a comment by someone that I did not save under the official YouTube upload of the song who said, did you did you hear the wonderful wordplay here? Devices means our smartphone, but devices can also mean our plans in life. And I'm like, okay, I don't see that in the song. You know what I mean? Like, right. that could certainly be true. And it calls to mind a similar thing that I agree with. I was talking with Josh, Reliable Josh, and he was like, have you ever noticed the wordplay of the sirens in I Don't Need a Soul, how the sirens sing him back to sleep? And in the story of that song, he's literally talking about emergency sirens he hears that he hopes no one's seriously hurt. But sirens are also like the sirens of legend and myth. Right. I think that totally is double mean double use of the word there. But I don't think devices has an extra meaning when I read these lyrics. I think he literally is only just saying the cell phone in your hand. I don't think he's saying your plans. I think he said devices because he was like, oh, maybe hopefully people will see it as the other way. Right. And <laughs> not just as the literal. Right. So it does have that snag. Even though I mean it as the literal. Right. So it does have that snag of, I don't like songs that feel too current. I don't like the song Quarantine by Blink-182 for that exact reason. Uh, And conversely, Mike Herrera with MXPX has written three songs that are about life life with COVID. Two of them are a little bit more abstract, but clearly about COVID, but just abstract enough that in the future, they can be adjusted. Those songs are worries and can't keep waiting. Those are about life under during the pandemic, but he left it, he removed just, if he, he wrote it in just such a way that it can be applied to other situations. As you should. <laughs> yeah. The other song is Fever Dream, which is like he's specifically dropping references to like the time frame of the pandemic. That song can only ever be interpreted as about the pandemic. And I like Fever Dream a lot less than I love. I love Worries and I love Can't Keep Waiting. So yeah, I've always had an issue with like very contemporaneous lyrics to what's going on in the world today. Unless it's like a novel. It makes it feel like a novelty song, unfortunately. Yeah. Now, having said that, I love this song musically. It is Reliant K. And this, like, I didn't, we didn't, we didn't pay attention to, like, the release schedule of Air for Free. But I can go back and preemptively, not preemptively, I can go back and retroactively imagine that if I was, like, aching and waiting for Air for Free to come out, that this song would be a great uh, guide into that next era of Reliant K. And how I really think Air for Free is this great mix of classic Reliant K with a mix of what they what they were trying to do with Collapsible Long, but to me didn't succeed in the way they were hoping, right? This is like perfect new Reliant K. Like I would think that a song like Look On Up 
and a song like Don't Blink and a song like Collapsible Lung, the uh, title song. And I rolled my eyes, but yes. Yeah, I think they all kind of merged together into this one. They're great neighbors. They're great yeah. neighbors. And then all the other songs on Collapsible Lung and some of the other songs on Air for Free, they have their, you know, it's, really, it's more like that school table meme. You know, it's like, which table are you going to sit at? Yeah. And then all the school tables are labeled with different bands and stuff. Yeah. I see Don't Blink, Collapsible Along the Song, Look On Up, and I got to pick one song from Air for Free as being, like, at one table. I see this as, like, the stepping stone, the bridge between these eras of Reliant K. Sure. Now, having again, I've said this a number of times, having said that... <laughs> I feel like this song is like a how to be song in a way that is very classic Reliant K. It feels classic judgy Reliant K. It goes back to songs like What Have You Been Doing Lately and other ministry songs where it's like telling young people like this is how not to sin and stuff. Coming back to Look On Up, it feels like that classic thing of like telling kids like this is what you should do. Now having said that, Oh my gosh, I've said the words having said that a lot today, and I'll try to stop. I did find one YouTube video where Tyson is introducing the song, like in 2013 or 2014, and he says, this is not me trying to tell you guys to stop using your phone. It's about me telling myself to do that. Mm-hmm. And I can see that, and then it probably, if you did a co- if someone did a cover where they internalize it and only make it about himself, it's probably a much less effective song. Like that difference between pointing a finger outward or a finger inward when you're trying to get a message across. I can see how a message like this, that's very contemporaneous and very of the now, it needs to be pointed, it needs to be open and spread out as opposed to just, just saying, I need to put down my device. It's, yeah. He really needs to say, let's, let's put down our devices let's and hope some people it. agree. Yeah. And a lot of people listen to this song and definitely agree i feel the rub and i'm like is this really necessary to feel like this but yes it absolutely is because like i know that my phone has given me like anxieties and stuff and i have tried to reduce my i have a lot of anxieties for different reasons and i'm feeling like genuine probably clinical anxiety for the first time in my life ever in 2021 and I need to uh, figure that out and get help for that and stuff. And that's my plan for 2021. But for now, having felt felt this kind of depression for the first time in my life, I uh, am, I have like limited my screen time. And I put my screen time specifically only to the computer where I actually do my work. I've done that whole plan and it's helped me incredibly. So I do agree that we need to put down our devices, quote unquote. It's just some of the way in which it's said. It's like the, the like attacking the not taking pictures. Oh, hold on one second, folks. Talk about computers and devices. That's uh, work, though. That's different. That's work, work. That's work, people <laughs> sending me messages. But they're not even sending messages because I get them on my phone, too. I'm going to dox uh, the people at work. They're like, hey, I'm going for dinner, uh, night everybody. Uh, if you have any questions, just chat me. I'll be at home hanging out. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've been talking for a while, but go on. Uh, so I'll come back to that in a minute. Yeah, I had brought up to Dan that over the past few years, he's really increased his screen time. And as such, I've seen how it like affects his sleep and things like that, because 
I've always had anxiety and never slept well. So I often am awake after Danny goes to sleep. And so the past few years where he's been like so glued to his phone screen, I've noticed how he gets like night terrors, whereas he didn't used to in the first part of our marriage and things like that. So I'm like, Dan, if you try just like limiting it, maybe it might help. And sure enough, he hasn't had any really since he's been starting to really. So I'm doing the 2002 plan, the 2002 diet which is where you only use Facebook <laughs> and MySpace. There's no Facebook or MySpace in 2002. <laughs> well, whatever. I'm doing the 2005 plan, there the 2005 go. diet, where I'm only using social media on the desktop computer. I'm not letting it follow me around everywhere. And this is what I was kind of getting at, is that the song, the only part that I'm like, I get kind of the, I feel the rub on is that like, the sort of mention of I look at a million pictures every day, but none of them can take my breath away. Part of the reason why I've been using my phone so much in the last five years is because I've really found this outlet for creativity through all these various meme accounts that I have. And then we do this podcast and I feel very creative on the Twitter and Instagram. I'm partially blocked right now, but I feel all this creativity like I work, I make these pictures, I make, you know, we find these things, we share these things, and I feel this creative outlet through social media that I've never felt before. Yes, it would be great if I took up painting or saxophone <laughs> or writing. But the thing is, I've had my whole life to do those things and I have a really bad, I, my brain has just had a really problem, and it's not my fault, it's the way I'm wired. My brain has had, problems finding the discipline for those kind of forms of creative expression and when i found the internet and i found meme culture and i you know and and doing that through themes that i like and when i found twitter and being funny on twitter and making friends and talking and stuff like that i find this creative outlet that makes me happy the part that doesn't make me happy is the following likes or the accidentally getting in a fight with someone online because they misunderstood something or they took something as political or it wasn't or they took it as the wrong political thing. So that's where I start. Or or I'm doom scrolling on my phone because I'm not feeling that creative juice right now or I'm not having a funny conversation or something with someone. And I'm just looking and looking and looking and it's two in the morning and people are in bed. The people I hang out with online are in bed. They're not up. So then I start like feeling bad because no one's up to play with me, right? That's the problem. So when Tyson in this song kind of mocks the idea of, I see a million pictures, I see a thousand pictures every day. It's like the world's open book and all this stuff and none of the pictures take my breath away. It's like, well, all these people are, some people use it vapidly and in the wrong way and to try to show, look how cool my life is. But some people are using it for creativity. And we have this world of the internet with all of these people's creativity all over the place. And we do it on this podcast every week. We go and we watch YouTube videos from Reliant K fans. And it's amazing that we have this world of information and we can all see these like goofy things that we made in each other's, that we made in our bedrooms when we were 16 and fan videos and stuff. And I like that. I think that that's wonderful and that's fun and that does bring me happiness. Yes, I could look up at the sky more often. <laughs> So that's why I rub against the lyrics a little bit. But I know what Tyson's talking about, and it's a correct and positive message. I've been reading up on digital minimalism recently and learning that I already apply those principles. In, it's the idea of using technology with more intention and purpose. 
Um, like I already struggle with keeping myself in the present moment and I have a lot of anxiety as I mentioned all the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm always worried about the future instead of enjoying and experiencing my present and social media plays into that. It's, it's a distraction and it takes you out of the present. Um, you know, social media can be a great tool. Like we've talked about, like Danny loves making his memes and stuff, but it's also designed to give you that small dopamine hit. When someone likes something that you've posted, you feel good. And it gives you this rush. But when you don't get what you perceive as enough li- as, as enough likes, you feel bad. You put right. yourself out there. You feel like you weren't seen. You feel like you, or if you were, that you like weren't acknowledged right. enough for what you put out there. Mm -hmm. Um, The Social Dilemma is a great documentary on Netflix. It's short. I think it's like an hour and a half. And they interview a bunch of higher, former higher ups at big companies like Google, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, all those ones. And one of the main things that they point out is that if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. So that's a thing to always remember when you are on (laughs) social media. You get all these targeted ads because you're the product. You know, everything that you do online is being tracked and is being measured. You know, there's the usual suspects. Like, you know that your searches are being tracked and your keystrokes and things like that. But, like, every single action you take online, everything you look at is being monitored and recorded down to how long you look at a specific image. So keep that in mind. When you're looking at porn. Because <laughs> <laughs> Google knows. <laughs> so, and, and forget about humans also for a second. I watched this really interesting Vox video recently about CAPTCHAs. Because you've likely noticed that CAPTCHAs have been getting more and more annoying recently. Those things you have to click where it's like click the bicycles to prove you're human. And... Yeah. So I got one the other day that was black and white 3D models of frogs. And you had to click which one was, like, sitting in the proper upwards position. Like, and you had to do it twice. And that's because computers are getting smarter. They're learning. Right. So those early skewed letter CAPTCHAs that were, like, super easy, computers figured those out eventually. Right. So they had to move on to the images with the crosswalks and the streetlights and all that stuff. And, like, heaven forbid, there's the tiniest sliver of a streetlight and you sit there staring at it and you finally click it and then you have to do it all over again because it didn't count. I sit here clicking on the traffic lights. (laughs) That was an early Sadie Hawkins pod meme when I actually got a traffic light captcha and I made a meme about it. So, yeah, computers eventually learn those keystrokes and what humans were looking for in those images and started replicating that. So there's people out there building these algorithms that are meant to learn what you're doing Mm -hmm. and track what you're doing so that then they can they can advertise to you better so that they can understand you better to keep you on their site. Right. So what's the point of this song? There's no way they can fight the tide, man. No, I totally agree. Like, the the, the way that that... that, Like, this song doesn't even get into that, but that's really the danger, right? So I guess in 2013, when he's writing this song, he's like, I want to be in the now. I want to be looking at the beauty and not looking at a bunch of other people's beauty. And that, the beauty of, you know, nature and stuff like that. But that's the part where I'm like, is that really the problem? Because the real problem is the way we're being tracked. But Reliant K shouldn't write a song about that. (laughs) 
Reliant K as a band is about nature and God's beauty and enjoying those things. That's a theme that they have from their album covers to their songs to their to their stage presentation. Cabins, a giant, giant picture of the Air for Free cabin on you know behind them and stuff, and like Dermak the Buffalo and everything is there about natural beauty of the natural world yeah instead of looking at pictures of being outside right on your phone on your instagram go out and actually be outside and then take those pictures and add them to your instagram exactly <laughs> and that's the other thing that i think about is like i'm like yes i should be more present than on my phone like when i'm out and about i should be more present and making memories but there's another uh, there's another song on this subject that I'm not going to play right now. It's called "Am I Deaf" by Goldfinger, and it's from Goldfinger's second most recent album, the one that came out in the last five years, "The Knife." But it's much more of a "What's up with these kids?" thing, right? Because Feldy comes from this world of like classic '90s pop punk. Is Feldy ska. a boomer or is he a Gen Zer? I, I mean, Gen Xer. I think me. he's technically a Gen Xer, but he definitely in it's hard this to tell song with that white hair. in this song has boomer energy yeah. <laughs> because he's like, "I'm here." Because I'm not going to go read the lyrics or play the song, but there's something to the effect of like. I'm here playing this song and everyone in the crowd is just holding up their phones. It's like, yeah, because this is cool and they want to record it for later. Yeah, but how often do you actually go back and look at all that stuff later? Like, I get it if it's like your favorite song. We do every week on this podcast. I want to go back. Well, it's true. I want to go back and relive that moment. And it's just that one. But it's like... We went to see Lana Del Rey and what, like, at 2016, 2017, somewhere in there. And it's like, I have maybe gone back twice since then to actually look at those videos. And, right. like, for the most part, it's just like, oh, this is fun. But, like, I could probably go online and find, like, a like a professional recording of one of her shows from around sure. that same time. It's like, you know, you could, you should really just be there standing there in the moment getting it. Because whatever you're capturing on your cell phone is not going to be nearly as good as the professional equipment that's being taken on the tour and that sort of thing. I do, however, think that we are going to be incredibly grateful as a society. Not incredibly grateful, but we're going to be pretty grateful as a society when we have a lot of this stuff in the future. That's true. Because here's... so That's I, fair, When yeah. we went to see Reliant K, I didn't take a single photo. I actually absorbed it. I took it in, right? Uh, at Back to the Beach... The first one, like, I mostly just absorbed it. I didn't, I took pictures and stuff, but I didn't, like, just hold my camera up the whole time. But then when the lead singer of Save Ferris comes out to sing Lion Ass Bitch with Fishbone, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want this. I So yeah, I absolutely. go to my video and I hold it up, but I'm also looking with my, that's the cool move where you hold your phone up like this and you know it's framed right, but then you move your eyes over here and you watch the stage. Yeah. And then you want Feldy to see you doing that and it's like, hey, this kid's got it right. <laughs> but like, I'm going to be super grateful to have all those things in the future because even when you live in the now, once you have that memory... You'll never have that memory like you had it immediately after. Because the way our brains work is every time you think of something, you're actually having a memory of the memory. And then you're having a memory of the memory of the memory of the memory. Like when I think about the house I grew up in as a kid, and then if I go back to that house, things are smaller. Because like I remember it being smaller. But then if I also think back 
to the house I grew up at as a kid. And I think to like certain events and like memories that happened there, I'm imagining my parents and my sister as I know them now. But then you see a photo and you and I'm like, is that what we looked like back then? <laughs> we look so 80s, you know? Right. So like, that's the only thing is like, sometimes this song feels like an attack on photography. Right. And it shouldn't be an attack on photography. It should be, especially because Hoops's right. Instagram profile pic is a picture of him holding a camera, pointing it at another camera. Like he obviously loves photography. And just, we have cameras in our pockets and we're actually, this is like a blessing. We get to make these memories and remember them forever. This song is still a very important message. I'm just trying to look at this from all angles. And what is photography if not making memories? Making little pictures in time. Taking pictures is making memories. What is that Catching little pieces of time, making them yours and making them mine. Yep. Disneyland (laughs) sing-along. Exactly. David Park. VHS. (laughs) You must know about that, right? Love it. If you don't, we'll have to... uh, Is that on YouTube? Can we drop it in right here? I think it is on YouTube. Now we shoot whatever we see, night or day, in color photography. Candid shots are barrels of fun. Taking pictures by the light of the sun. Smile, hug, look at the camera, hold your breath and say cheese. And with every single shot we take, we are making memories. Making memories, making memories. Taking pictures is making memories. Catching little pieces of time. Making them yours, making them mine. Well, hopefully I either dropped it in right there or I didn't. But that's like a class, yeah. Make memories, take pictures, make memories. It's this Disneyland video where they're like, take pictures while you're at Disneyland or whatever. And it's true. You know, pictures, video, stuff like that. It's art. It captures, you know, moments that we look back on and, and really cherish years later. Right. And so, yeah. So while I agree that we need to be more present in, in, in the moment, we shouldn't also like feel like we shouldn't be taking all these pictures like keep taking the pictures yeah just be a little bit more present don't be posting them to instagram and twitter at that moment maybe wait till you're home and on the couch like take the pictures be happy but don't like also be checking your likes while you're still standing out in this nice vista or something yeah like when you're at a show take a video and take pictures of your favorite moments but like you don't have to do every single song you see some where people are like doing a facebook live of the entire thing and it's like for who who's watching like people who people couldn't get to the <laughs> like <laughs> like you don't have to record every single moment like right. just your favorite moments like especially with like you can find a million of them online but i have a video online from like a really long time ago like 2010 somewhere in there when reliant k used to do the office theme song because we were really big fans of the u.s office and so i was like oh this is so cool and i recorded a video of it and threw it on my youtube channel (laughs) yeah and then we have a video from that same festival of you pretending to uh mosh to devil wars prada (laughs) yeah devil wars prada yeah i can't remember if that was the same day or if that was it was the same festival but it might have been the next year or the previous year rev gen um so yeah, this song. So I didn't. I haven't talked about the music that much yet. But I talked. No, I did talk a little bit about the music. But I love the melody, and I love the build to the big cold play, the second back yeah. half of the song. 
<laughs> and that live sounds amazing when you look at all these YouTube videos, whether it's on the Searching for America tour or it's, you know, the mm-hmm 10 tour well long before the song came out. Um, you know, it builds up amazingly and it just rocks out. Like, this is a good closer or at least it's a good encore closer or something like that. Well, they do Deathbed, but... I mean, it's a good, it would be a good, um, in a world where Deathbed isn't the given closer, this would be an interesting closer. I just want to say, I'm also, I'm not judging anybody, because if you go to my Instagram, it's like almost all like nature pictures and stuff <laughs> that I've taken, like just out and about. So I'm definitely guilty of of having devices out and things like that. But I am, I'm trying to be good about that. Right. Mainly because I, I fluctuate between like being a technophobe and have forever. So right. One other thing I was thinking about is like I'm very interested in like transhumanism and you know like these things that seem like science fiction but they're happening now. Uh, I don't want to sound like a Joe Rogan, <laughs> fuck that guy, but he talks a lot about about. I don't even listen to his show. I'm just saying he talks a lot about that stuff, like the crazy things that are happening to our brains because of phones but also like the technology and the way that we're progressing in terms of you know evolving and our technology is evolving with us and literally our technology is evolving like our technology is learning things that we never thought it would learn right but then i also think about phone like the generation of kids that are going to be cell phone natives right yeah our friends who live here in town who have kids they uh, have two kids and when they were a little younger we would watch them like pick up a cell phone and just use it yeah. Just completely use yeah. it. It's a two-year-old, three-year-old child, and they're just swiping and doing stuff. <laughs> like a notification comes up, and they swipe it away like you do. Yeah, because they're busy watching, what, like, Sophia the First or whatever right. show on Netflix. And it's shocking to see this little kid who can't not spill a drink, but using a phone like a pro. <laughs> to be fair, their dad can't not spill a drink either. <laughs> we didn't name them, so so no one knows who we're talking about. Um, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's just amazing to see the way kids are, ne- are, are, it's like the net native thing, but this goes beyond the net native thing. It's like the smartphone native who they're learning at, with these devices, especially now in COVID where they're having to like, kids are having to learn online if they have that access to internet. A lot of areas don't, but like that's going to change our brains. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's a scary thing. But I don't think it's inherently a bad thing that this new generation of kids, their brains will work faster. Every generation has literally gone faster. Like you watch a movie from the 1960s and there's a person who was born in the 19 or a person who was raised in the 1930s. They were born in World War One, and like the world just moves so fast nowadays. I'm like, it's the 60s. <laughs> This is what we do. We're humans. We evolve every generation. And now this technology has come along that's going to evolve us even faster. And these kids are going to be smart. These kids are going to be faster. They're going to their brains are going to process faster because these devices are are training their brains to think that way. Or are we becoming dumber? Well, yeah, the retention of data is is proven. Yeah, the retention. Yeah, exactly. Your attention span is getting worse and worse. But we still need proper education to for children to have the information that they're supposed to have, right? But if they can utilize the way their brains work faster and short attention spans is an also another problem. But if, if, if this can be utilized correctly, if this evolution of ch- children's brains can be pushed in the correct direction, it's scary, 
but it's the future. You know what I mean? And so what I was getting at by mentioning this is like, is it only pretty much like millennials and older who can't use a phone and be in the moment? Are the, are, are Gen Zers able to do both at the same time? It, that's my question. Like you think like, okay, I'm going to pick up my phone now. I'm engrossed in my phone. I am not paying attention to the world around me. Okay, I'm putting down my phone now. What? I'm looking around. I'm engrossed in the world. But will will Gen Z and younger be able to be like on their phone and they're like having a full conversation and like, yeah, that's correct. And then they move the phone over here and they come to this screen. It's the opposite of that Portlandia sketch from the first episode where uh, Fred Armisen is like, he's got his phone and he's got his computer and he's got his Netflix DVDs that he needs to get back in the mail. And he's got his TV and his TiVo. And he's like, I got to go to this and I got to go to that. And I got to, but it's like the opposite of that. Like these kids will be able to like be in the moment and have a phone and comprehend all that information at the same time. I don't know. Have you ever seen a kid and even a kid nowadays with a TV or a YouTube or a whatever, an <laughs> iPad, they sit there, they stare at it, and they don't pay attention to what is around them. That's true. Or have you ever seen, like, a guy playing the guitar and not paying attention to you and going, huh? Huh? Just, just twiddling on the guitar. And you're like, Johnny, what are we getting for lunch? And he's like, he's playing the guitar. And he's like, huh? What? He's just playing the guitar. I'm like, what are we getting for lunch? Huh? What? You ever seen, like... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I almost guarantee I think humans can only pay attention give their full attention to one thing at one time and here's why I think that and maybe maybe technology will will surprise me and and show you know next generations will show something else but I have ADHD and I can tell you that I I don't consider myself to have a terrible memory but I totally do right. because I'm in 10 different places at once and therefore no single thing is getting my full focus right so like i remember only specific instances from my past that i was fully paying attention to but you know you'll be like jessica remember then this thing happened i'm like nope because my mind was in like two three other places at that same time when that thing happened Uh so i wasn't retaining what was happening so no i think that you can only be in one place present in your mind like that focusing, paying complete attention at one time. I don't think that you can split it between two things and actually retaining what you need to from both instances. Okay, geez. (laughs) Um, No, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I wonder if something like I do is the way I can't think on certain nouns when I need them or I say the opposite of what I meant or especially with typing and how I have so many typos because I think too quickly and like and just my fingers and my mouth don't react quick enough to that I'm sure all this technology has exacerbated that issue for me but I've had that issue since before technology existed because I'm a zennial and I remember life before the internet and I remember I couldn't think you're of an right xennial you're not a zennial oh that's what I meant <laughs> trying to make it sound like you're younger <laughs> I didn't mean that I didn't see I literally just did it I meant zennial nope nope I did it again this is what I do my brain's gonna be mush when I'm an old man I'm an xennial but I said zennial and in my mind, I said Xennial. 
I say forget and not slow down, but I believe I'm saying five score and seven years ago. Anyway. Well, we can go take our break. But right before we do that, there's one other note I have on this song. And I wanted to save it for right before the break because this is a thing that, if I say it, might ruin the song for some people. So at this point, you can skip ahead. This The, the melody of this song, in conjunction with the lyrics, reminds me of another song. And when you share those kinds of things, it sometimes ruins it for people. Yeah. So if you don't want me to ruin it by matching this with another song, go ahead and skip to the break. I was going to say skip past the break, but skip to the break so you hear. Let's thank our patrons and where you can get all our merchandise. But here it is. Every time I hear, look on up to the sky, I think, look on up to the sky, to the deluxe apartment. Yep. <laughs> we finally got a piece of the pie. Yep. Look on up. I always think of the Jeffersons. Yep, same. It's not that, it's like... That's because we grew up on TV land in Nick yeah. at Night, though. <laughs> I hear, I, it's not exactly a chord progression, but I mean, it says he says, look on up. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics to the Jefferson theme song are... Moving on up. Moving on up. To the east side. It's too similar, and there is a chord progression that is very similar in that first part when he says, look on up. It's like that uh, Sam Smith song that kind of sounds like a slowed down version of of a, a Tom Petty song. It's like they slowed down the Jefferson theme song. <laughs> they cut out about 80% of the melody. And then you have the chorus of Look On Up by Reliant K. I can't not listen to the song and, and kind of hear that. I do the same thing. So let's go to the break for those of you that stuck around to have us ruin the song. <laughs> We want to thank you very much for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Sadie Hawkins Pod. From there, you can interact with us as well as view the videos and images we talk about on the show. You can also call our voicemail line, which is 402-95-SADIE. That's 402-957-2343. Leave us a message and we can play it on a future episode. Also, we invite you to check out SadieHawkinsPod.com, one simple place to get links to all our social media and a link to our Public store. There you can pick up merchandise, or merch as it's known in the industry. We have our Black Flag parody shirt, our Little Sheet Boy ice cream shirt, and our all-new Boys from Canton ampersand shirts that list the first names of every album lineup of Reliant K. And if you can't get enough of us, well, good news. At patreon.com slash Pod, we are releasing at least two bonus episodes a month. You'll also have access to our whole backlog, including our discussion of Owl City's Ocean Eyes, reading through the complex infrastructure book, and the songs from K is for Karaoke. Finally, we want to thank our current patrons, who include Josh, JR, Jarrett, Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Helen, Samantha, Roxanne, Jimmy Eat Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, David, and Brady. We hope to see you there, and even if we don't, we hope that you will keep us in positive regard. So you like Reliant K, do you? Well, what about They Might Be Giants? My name is Greg Simpson, and I host a They Might Be Giants fan podcast, and it's called This Might Be a Podcast. This Might Be a Podcast is a song-by-song podcast featuring a different guest every episode. From normal fans like you and I, but also 
I've had guests such as John Darneal of the Mountain Goats, Justin McElroy of My Brother, My Brother and Me, Hutch Harris of the Thermals, Mike Park of Asian Man Records, Franz Nikolai of The Hold Steady, and Danny Weinkoff and Marty Beller of They Might Be Giants, and past drummers Dan Hickey and Brian Doherty. Search for Punk News, or this might be a podcast on any podcast platform and you will find us. This might be a podcast brought to you by punknews.org. Well, you already went over genius annotations, so I'm going to skip ahead to a Chorus FM interview. Okay. Interviewer, the first song you released from this project was Look On Up, which ended up not making the final cut of the album. What was it like deciding to keep that song off? Teeson, I think originally when we released it, the idea was not to put it on the record. Then I think we may have thought it would be on the record, and then we ended up deciding to not put it on the record. Hoops. Yeah, it was a very haphazard decision. There was a lot of back and forth about it. Teeson. The writing process for that one was different. It wasn't necessarily written for Reliant K, and all the other songs were oh, definitely yeah. written for this album. I think that was the biggest difference. Okay, so I so there's the answer for where they got the genius note. Just doesn't say who it was for. Um, one other thing we haven't mentioned, we found this out in a previous Air for Free episode where we found a YouTube video from before Air for Free came out, and they were like, yeah, 18-song album coming out. And we're like, 18 songs? Air for Free is 16 songs. So we're like, okay, Look On Up must be song number 17, but nobody seems to know what song number 18 is. And I've talked about this with Josh, and he doesn't really seem to know what song number 18 is either. And if he doesn't know, then nobody knows. And... Some people have said, oh, it must be Earth Day. Happy Earth Day. It's like, no, no way. That was a, like the, like the holiday EPs. That's something they threw together quickly to get out for fun. That was not a song kicking around since Air for Free. So we still don't know what that secret 18th Air for Free song is. We don't know for certain that Look On Up is the 16th. But I mean, if it was on the album, then off the album, then it's probably, that's probably song number 17. Another thing that we didn't bring up was we found in, I want to say, probably a collapsible lung episode, maybe, that this song in some places is cited as being co-written by... Right. Emily Wright, who Matt, Matt Thiessen's wife. And it's so funny because if we had done this song earlier, we would have had no idea. <laughs> but now everyone's talking about it. And we didn't know this back then. But apparently, yeah, the, Emily Wright was his wife. And we had no idea that they got divorced. But then, like, people would talk to us about all this information and, like, you know, sending us clips of, like, here's uh, Tyson hanging out with, you know, here's a Instagram story of Tyson hanging out with his girlfriend. And I was like, girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, and then eventually when we start, to, I think we were talking, I think I was talking to Josh uh, about this before we knew he was Reliable Jay. He was talking about to me how uh, Wind Up Bird is about his divorce. And I was like, divorce? And he's like, oh, yeah, they, Emily and Matisse got divorced, but like they just didn't publicize it. And it's not out there. And now it's out there because now everybody knows Matt Thiessen has a girlfriend and and his girlfriend posts about it. So we don't talk about personal lives or anything, but because Emily Wright is credited on the song, 
We're just mentioning but it here. But not everywhere. Just some places. Yeah, on her so, Wikipedia yeah. page. And I actually contacted David Park because they look up ASCAP information about Jimmy Eat World songs sometimes. And I looked on the ASCAP website, and I guess it's not on ASCAP. It's like with some other publishing thing or whatever. I tried to see if she was officially credited through that, and she's not. So if I could find like official publishing information, we'd find out if she really is credited as a writer on the song or not. The next up, I have my earliest note on this song. So I guess it must have come up in a deep dive somewhere like a year ago. And I have no idea what this article is, but it says why millennials should listen to Reliant K is the title of the article. It's Uh from Odyssey, the Odyssey Online. So this is from Andrew Lewis, February 22nd, 2016. All right, I'm going to take a break from my usual tongue-in-cheek lampooning and my impassioned defenses of nerdy lost causes for ones. I found a song that I'd like to share with you guys, and I think in this case, since I have this platform open for my free use, this particular song deserves more than some lame Facebook post. Now, I'll be the first to admit that I don't have my finger on the pulse of pop culture. I'm not the biggest fan of television or social media, any cutting edge technology, really. And although I'm a passionate musician, I don't really keep up with music as a listener. I love music. Who doesn't? But I've got more pressing concerns like comic books and mythology that take precedence over the latest awful music video, which is has a link so we could find (laughs) out what he believes that is. Uh, I have broad taste, but very little depth across that breadth of music. If you put a gun to my head and ask me to differentiate between Beyonce and ZZ Top, I might have to take the bullet. And as such, I'm probably, well, there's three beards. That's the difference. I'm probably not the most qualified person to be writing about the latest trends in music, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I think, fingers crossed, it might just make sense why by the end of this article maybe you've heard of a little band called reliant k no maybe not for the uninitiated among us reliant k yes that is spelled correctly is an alternative slash punk rock band that got together around the time of the millennium and has been making music fairly consistently ever since they got their start well, in, in the, the Christian that, rock like, genre. 1998 is around the time of the millennial <laughs> millennium. Like people were talking about the millennium by then. And although fans have hotly debated whether that they still fall into this category, which I personally believe is starting to dissolve as major Christian artists disassociate themselves with the quote unquote genre, the content of their songs hasn't changed okay. actually hasn't changed drastically over the years. They produce melodies ranging from upbeat to somber and lyrics that can speak to the soul, but also possess a sort of comic punny edge. Arguing musical taste is pointless, so I won't try to convince you that they're a good group of musicians, even though they're great. I'd rather direct your attention for a brief four minutes and five seconds to their newest single, Look On Up. Is it four minutes and five seconds? Interesting. This song, which has popped up at a few live performances over the past couple years, has been begging for a studio treatment for a while now. I know I said I wasn't going to impose my musical taste on you, but I have... Are you playing me off right now? <laughs> no, no I'm, 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 I'm making it more dramatic by adding a soundtrack. 
I know I said I wasn't going to impose my musical taste on you, but I believe that from a technical slash mechanical standpoint, it's a nice chilled out song with a good balance of softer and more powerful moments. Actually, I'm doing what he asked me to do. He said, please go listen to this song. The lyrics fit with this tone, but they also drive at the greater theme that drives the genesis and execution of the music. It doesn't take an English major to detect what the message of this song is. Sorry, I should have put down my device. You really should put down your device. It's four minutes and four seconds. How long did they say it was? Four minutes and five seconds. Well, totally debunked article. Reliant K is not good if you follow this guy's logic. But as a devout English major, I consider it my moral obligation to analyze it anyway, because there is a bigger point here, trust me. Despite, or maybe in light of, a few nuances here and there, Look On Up ostensibly argues that we all ought to put away our phones, shut down our computers, turn off our television sets, and head outside to experience the Earth's natural beauty as we were intended to. Photography has made some impressive strides in recent years, but I don't believe that it has yet surpassed the human eye and its ability to record quality images. You can read more about that in an admittedly older article here. And Reliant K would agree. Even if it has, there's something to be said for experiencing a moment, not an image, with no filter in between you and your subject. Me being the Luddite that I am, I think it's an important message to hear in our busy, screen-oriented society. And if you agree, awesome. Please stop reading this article and go outside. Enjoy the vital thrum of the earth and all its glories. Yoda said that the fourth connects all matter, not just people and animals, but also plants and rocks and metal constructs. And I think he was onto something, just as I think this song reminds us of what may be the real meaning of life, to live and experience as many good things as we can while we're here. But... Oh, good Lord, it's just going to keep going. (laughs) But you might think I'm full of it and that all of this hippie romantic Jedi garbage is a total load. And you may be onto something, too. Just as the song calls for us to abandon our distracting tech and appreciate the beauty of the world we get to live in, it does so through a digital medium. Just as I'm arguing for us young people to drop our technology and get outside, I'm doing so over a social media platform. The whole enterprise feels a little hypocritical, (laughs) and I feel a little dirty when I listen to it on my iPod or even when I... find live song recordings online isn't the whole point to get away from our screens yeah just deal with it that's how it works yet bearing (laughs) physical presence at a live performance we can't hear that message and appreciate the beauty of the song without the aid of technology doesn't the act of releasing this single which can be digitally downloaded for profit and shared over the internet (laughs) castrate the song of its capitalism late stage capitalism relying k Maybe or maybe it just adds another layer of significance to the message. Maybe our generation has hit a point, not an ascent or decline, just a point in human history where we can't fully distance ourselves from our tech. I will grudgingly but readily admit that telecommunications, all this electro sorcery that pervades our (laughs) our daily lives makes life a lot easier and more convenient. It comes with baggage, but it does a lot of good too. 
So maybe we don't need to throw our phones and laptops out the window. Instead, maybe we should try to find a balance between what man has created and why man was created. I guess my charge for you is this. Don't oh my god, get my you, up. <laughs> you boy, what day is this? It's Christmas Day. Look on up. Don't get caught up in don't get caught up in the argument between naturalism and modernism. This article's longer than the song. You can lean one way or another, but you should appreciate the other side points. Accept that you probably can't live without your phone, but also remember that it isn't the key to your life. I know I sound like a parent lecturing you to get off of the Facebook and get some fresh air. Actually, it's parents that need to get off of the Facebook and get some fresh air. <laughs> yeah. But I think the naturalist slash romantic side of the debate could use a little support. Do this one little thing for me. Take 10 minutes, unplug, take a walk outside and look on up. And then Man. you can hop back onto social media and tell me that I'm full of crap, perhaps. There's something... That I'm full of crap, or that perhaps there's something to be said for this song and its message after all. It's up to you. Such a such a such a case, like a stern argument for look on up. Like anyone's not gonna listen to it. <laughs> like, was there a very strong anti look on up contingent that was that needed this debate? Because sure, I'm <laughs> sure I might be lukewarm on some of the lyrics, but I don't know anyone who was like. Fuck, look on up. <laughs> and they're like, well, I'm going to send you a link and you're going to change your mind. I'll also say Facebook had it right back in the past when it was only for college students. Because back then, if a mom wanted to go on Facebook and post horrible uh, conservative and, and <laughs> memes that they don't fully understand what she they're had to posting, go back to college. she had to go back to college. <laughs> so over on Setlist FM, it, you can see the graph of how often they played this song. Mm -hmm. So they played it a little bit in 2013, the most in 2014. And then it went way down. They only played it a little in 2015, a little more in 2016, and then a good bit more in 2017. Okay. But it's, so it was mostly played in 2014, followed by 2017. Cool. And you know, one thing we forgot to talk about the moon got to talk about the moon. You ever tried to photograph the moon, Jess? Yeah, it is difficult. It is difficult. Yeah. I completely forgot, and there's a genius Some annotation Some people take about really it. beautiful moon pictures, well, though. Well, that's the funny thing I found here. So this genius annotation says, In photography, taking a photo of the moon can prove to be hard, as the moon is a bright light surrounded by the darkness of the night. No. This effect often confuses the camera's auto mode, as it sees lots of black, ignores the bright light in the middle, and the photographer is left with a black canvas with a pinhole. Matt uses this as a poignant example to prove his main argument in the song. Living our lives through our devices, for example, a smartphone, which requires even more skill to photograph the moon, as explained here, is not as fulfilling as experiencing it with our own eyes. And then there's a link to an article on popular science about how to photograph the moon like a pro. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Sorry, I was distracted because I clicked on my next article, which is uh, underthegunreview.net. And at the bottom, there's this That's thing That's a lot that of says, pressure to write a review. It's from, that says another, it's a link to another article from Forever Mom, which says, 
mother files for divorce because of this photo. Can you see why? And it's a picture of a family, but there's this really weird thing where there's like a bizarre hand coming out of nowhere <laughs> to touch the youngest daughter's arm. And it's very confusing. And I don't see why anyone would file for divorce, but I am questioning where the extra arm comes from. Yeah, like they photoshopped the photo together, but they didn't. Yeah. There's like examples of that in advertisements and like magazine covers where they accidentally didn't photo out yeah. someone's fingers or hands when they like repositioned them. So clickbait. <laughs> clickbait don't don't click that february i would virus february 15th 2016 you'll end up on one of those creepy youtube videos <laughs> she clicked this li- she clicked this link that led to the question of a divorce from a mysterious hand she went missing 24 that, hours later a lot of these channels that i watch are are have british narrators is yeah. that your is that your british accent danny your generic british narrator accent on um, the asm what are the i don't even know what those kind of channels are called so i can't come up with my own name for it uh-huh, like, like I'm, tr- true crime horror i'm true channels? crime danny <laughs> come with me as i get confused about <laughs> the fact that america is three thousand miles wide <laughs> And I think you can drive from New York to Florida in an hour. February 15th, 2016. Reliant K will return with Look On Up stream. It's been almost two years since the 10-year anniversary tour of Mm-hmm, and nearly three years since we've heard fresh tunes from Reliant K. In November, the band announced the news of the follow-up to 2013's Collapsible Lung, which is to be titled Air for Free. Well, now we have the first track presumed to be taken from their forthcoming LP, and it's called Look On Up. The song comes in very reserved, starts out mainly acoustic, and picks up with some full band action about halfway through. It actually turns into a heavy hitter that pushes the feels with its lyrics and overwhelming musical accompaniment. If this is any testament to how the new album will sound, it should be an interesting move, as there are definitely remnants of mm-hmm laced with the progress the band has made in its sound over the years. Okay, I don't really hear any mm-hmm sounds in this song, but sure. The band has shared Look On Up for our listening pleasure through various platforms. Check out the link below. Look below at the links. Uh, then we've got a... Uh, More article after the jump. That's this version of the song where he embraces doom scrolling. <laughs> Over on medium.com uh, under Snyder Snippets by Nathan Snyder on oh. April 7th, 2016. Friend of... Uh, related to Zack Snyder? Absolutely. Uh, look on up song snippets. I remember when a snippets photograph like was worth a thousand words. The a Snyder thousand snippets, words. The Sorry. <laughs> Those are the first words to Reliant K's latest song, Look On Up. It's a beautiful, thought-provoking song. We now have a world that's posting billions of photos every day. Now that's not in and of itself a bad thing. But the song comes in to remind us to take a step away from our viewfinder and enjoy the beauty surrounding us for what it is. Maybe today a photograph isn't always worth a thousand words, but standing still and looking up at the moon will provide us with memories that are worth more than the picture will take. Standing and looking up at the water tower will provide (laughs) us with memories. Have you ever tried to take a photograph of the moon? I find it funny how it never turns out right. So maybe let's put down our phone look up at the moon and look around at the wonderful friends we surround ourselves with or enjoy the peaceful solemnness of a quiet world around us. Look on up. 
Well, one other thing we didn't even really talk about is like how relevant was this song in 2020? Like, not particularly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, people if are you're literally allowed to go outside. If you're allowed to go outside up. and look on up, I mean, <laughs> if you live in an area where they didn't take it seriously or where numbers weren't skyrocketing and you could just go outside, but like, there isn't a lot of looking on up and having these connections through our phones. Has, was a saving grace for a lot of people. It was certainly a saving grace for the business world, which just would have crumbled if people couldn't work from home the way they could. But that really doesn't account. That's not really what the song's about. The song is about photo apps. <laughs> when you really get down <laughs> yeah. to it, that's all it's really about. Uh, then I have one more last article from the Plainsman Online. Reliant K features clever lyrics flow on air for free. And it does talk a bit about Look On Up. It's been a while since Reliant K has made any buzz. It has been even longer since Reliant K fans had much to buzz about. Oh, no, I don't know what they're but talking about. With the summer release of Air for Free, all that has changed. The heavily anticipated eighth studio album had fans guessing what side of Reliant K they would see. Their last album, Collapsible Lung, featured an electronic heavy sound that did not sit well with loyal fans. Never I mean, heard they've of always <laughs> been electronic, but all right. Matt Thiessen, lead singer and <laughs> yeah, songwriter, has, has made a name for himself with his cleverly worded and at times quirky lyrics that sound familiar even if it is your first time hearing them. Every band has a bad album, usually attempting to reach for Not a different K. sound or trying new things. But Collapsible Lung wasn't a complete bust, having two hits in Lost Boy and Don't Bling. <laughs> Everybody's got a different opinion on it. Even, even Collapsible Lung take. haters have a completely different opinion on what songs work. And that kind of like... That's that's the beauty of collapse of a lung. It's like nobody. It's like pick two. <laughs> At least songs. there's some beauty one can find. In yeah, it. and everybody's got a completely different Which pick songs for the middle of the hits? album. Yeah. Earlier in the year, Reliant K dropped the single Look On Up, which was met with major praise. Though it did not show up on the full album, fans all over were pleased to hear Reliant K sound like Reliant K once again. Pleased as pie. Look On Up enticed with a pleasant melody and heartfelt words with lyrics such as, well, look on up to the sky. I wonder why I put a filter between beauty and my eyes. That's really douchey. That's like, it's so douchey. <laughs> you leave that long, in. <laughs> yeah. Not long after dropping Look On Up, Reliant K released Bummin, the lead single on air for free on April 13th. I originally read that as Apollo 13 and had to reread it real quick. And the crowd did go wild. As Look On Up had enticed fans, Bumming had rekindled the excitement in them. Broken downtown on Wedgwood and 8th. Yeah, I'm bleeding like a heartache. Get ready to break. And then I un- and then on down the road comes another mistake. Try as hard as I might. I can't quite get it right. I'm bumming. Fast paced guitar heavy with a We've catchy already chorus has been Reliant K's calling card. Thiessen is known for his subtle though clever lyrics. Wave goodbye as I outgrow the shadow of Peter Pan. It's time to be a man. Lyrics from the fifth song on the album Man make it a well-constructed poem, letting the listener know it's okay to let go of the boy. Personally, I believe Thiessen's real genius comes from the way he formats a song. He, his melodies mix well with his voice. The transitions he creates flows instead of crash. It's all almost the, like he wrote them for himself. All of this makes for the perfect formula that has led Reliant K to their lasting success. 
Early examples of this are songs such as Deathbed or the transition from Which to Bury Us or the Hatchet into Let It All Out. These songs come from the peak of Reliant K's existence when they released back-to-back masterpieces. Those albums are mm-hmm, released in 2004 and five score and seven years ago in 2007. With it, within Air for Free, Tyson's brilliance is best personified by Runnin', which is the third to last track on the album. Even though I wouldn't consider Air for Free to be a masterpiece, it is certainly a step back in the right direction for a band as resilient as Reliant K. I give resilient Air for Free, K. <laughs> I give Air for Free three out of five stars. Wow! I was based on that art, based on that review. I wasn't thinking you were only going to go three out of five, but okay. That is shocking. This album is perhaps one of the greatest they have ever recorded. They should be proud, and they are truly my favorite band. <laughs> three out of ten. Whoa! <laughs> what? <laughs> And then finally, Ohio State Fair. Best since 2004, says CarnivalWarehouse.com. Is that an ad on the article? Nope. That came up in my deep Just, dive this week. Okay. Makes sense. Otter Water Park admission, just like the lyrics of this song. So, yeah, I've got a lot of stuff. And I guess we can skip, like I said, we can skip that. Uh, where the heck is the app? Oh, I closed it. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Opening Google Docs. And yes, okay, here we go. So here is the very first upload of this song, uh, uploaded at the Rialto Theater, uh, recorded at the Rialto Theater in Tucson, Arizona, on August fifteenth, two thousand thirteen. Now, I'm not saying that someone else might have gotten a recording of this before that date and uploaded it to YouTube. But this is the first person to upload any version of this song to YouTube. And this is uploaded by Postmates, apparently. Nope, that's an ad. (laughs) Sidic Ram. S-I-D-I-K-R-A-M. Seven years ago, 6,000 views. I remember when a photograph was worth a thousand words, a thousand words. And now a thousand pictures come my way every day. Everybody's very chatty. Everybody's very chatty over the new song. Yeah. Nobody knows it's a we new song. They're like, song. oh, new song. Along to it. it hasn't, you know, and, and it's funny because. Is this, is this, the, is this, have, does this have the Cleveland crowd again? No, we're just this is a Tucson crowd. <laughs> They're like, this isn't a Jimmy World song. We don't want this. And I like them all the same, but they can't take my breath away. Fighting the temptation not to look. I'm still leafing through the pages like the world's my open book. Why don't I got something else to do? Feeling trapped behind the viewfinder to share it all with you. I want to hear, we'll skip ahead and hear some more of like the sections of the song. But it sounds good and they've like pretty much had it nailed down like in, by 2013. Here's a comment from This Is Nonfiction seven years ago, said, Ah, thank, ah, thanks for sharing this. Wish this song had been on Collapsible Lung. Guess it doesn't fit with the theme. Sounds very switch footy. 
And it seems like they wrote it after Collapsible Lung, but yeah. it's funny to think in 2013, they're playing this in the year of Collapsible Lung, and everyone's like, oh, this uh, song didn't make the album, but it's considered to be part of the next era. So let's uh, skip ahead a little bit to about a minute 50 into this song. Hence why Collapsible Lung and Era for Free are part of their own era and their own trilogy. Exactly. Uh, yes. Look on up is the connective tissue we've been looking for the whole time. Absolutely. I'm so tired of missing now. Look on up to the sky. Wonder why I put a filter between beauty and my eyes. I forgot to ma- I forgot to ask about that. I completely forgot about that lyric. The Nick Drake, Pink Moon. What does that mean? Did we? Oh, we didn't talk about that. I actually didn't read the lyrics. <laughs> you just got what you felt you had gotten this from it. I was like, nope, I know this song. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know everything there is to know. Because it's a Nick Drake pink moon seeing the pines. There's the Pacific Northwest for the first time. I cannot believe my eyes. And I'm assuming that these are sussed out lyrics the way Air for Free doesn't have officially public lyri- published lyrics. Uh, yeah, singing out loud in the middle of the night on a balcony in Brisbane. Look, oh, Punko's pod. Yeah, look on a balcony in Brisbane. <laughs> Looking up into the sky, into the night. It's time to put down my devices and start to live my life. Yeah, so I What's guess a... he's referencing a Nick Drake song. Yeah. Perhaps Pink Moon, or is that an album? Nick Drake, Pink Moon. Pink Moon is the third and final studio album by English musician Nick Drake, released in the UK by Island Records on February 25th, 1972. Interesting. So this is an intertextual reference to some cool English rock from the 70s. I had no idea. Released two years before Drake's death in November 1974, at the age of 26, the lyrical content of Pink Moon has often been attributed to Drake's ongoing battle with depression. The songs are shorter than on his previous album, with a total album running time of just over 28 minutes. Pink Moon, like Drake's previous studio albums, did not sell well during his lifetime, but has since garnered significant critical acclaim. So, let's just check out Nick Drake for a second in Pink Moon. Uh, this is I wish we'd thought of this earlier, but this is good that we're course-correcting now. So here is the song Pink Moon from the album Pink Moon by the, by the guy, Nick Drake. <laughs> This song is only two minutes long. Oh, poor April's so hot because we have the air conditioner off and it's 103 outside right now. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard this song. Okay. Yeah, Jessica loves 70s rock, so <laughs> this makes sense you've heard this. Pink moon, I get you. 
cool. Okay, I'm glad we caught that at the, towards the end. <laughs> so let's go back real quick and then we'll move on. Here is that Tucson performance again. I wanted to see. I don't think they do the big cold play thing in this version. Oh no, here they go. Okay. So there's a lot of different ways in which they do the jam and heavy part of the song, and I don't think we have time to get to all of them today, but that's the way they did it for the first time it got put on YouTube in Tucson, Arizona. Um, then we have, oh, you know, we're, I, we can skip this. I have that radio interview that you already pretty much read. So, oh, this is very important for us to play. Here is, during the Searching for America tour, or Looking for America whatever <laughs> i always forget here is when we hear about this story from brady Tyson couldn't make a handful of shows during the switchfoot tour in 2016 and 2017 right so here is john foreman apparently i guess we keep hearing that john foreman just was the singer for reliant k that night and we're like how is this not on youtube how do you not have John Foreman singing Sadie Hawkins That's when dance? you pick up your devices. That is the moment you pick up your devices. That's when you, you record <laughs> yes, the whole please, show. Please, for crying out loud, I want to see... Uh, I want to see... Appropriate <laughs> I got, moment. I want to see John Foreman singing Witch to Bury Us to the Hatchet. <laughs> like, what is going on? Well, here we finally have some footage. It was shared on Instagram. Uh, this is 36 seconds of John Foreman singing Look On Up. Yeah, that song really makes sense for him and his, like, vocal range. Yeah. You could tell me this was a Switchfoot song, and I'd be like, yeah, sure. I saw comments where people were like, this song is very Switchfooty. Yeah. Didn't Was that in the comment I read about how this should have been a collapsible lung? Uh, like the comment I just read yeah, I <laughs> two minutes <it> ago? <laughs> so then we move on to fan stuff, and I found this YouTube video uploaded by the Janks Master, the J-A-N-X-X Master, look on up music review and he's going to just review this song i wish there was one more axe <laughs> oh dramatic oh <laughs> oh that's his like boop boop doo breaking news i guess so for the jenks master channel and we're gonna be reviewing a single from reliant k i think they're a great band they're one of my favorite i got a wristband right here reliant k the so Jenks Master go. did they not look how I thought he was going to look. He's album, like all buff. Which I'm really looking forward to because it's been long hair been years hot, since they've had beard. a good album. Jesus haircut basically, was all right. in the manner of speaking. Came out three shorter, years ago. Shorter Jesus haircut, For him yeah. to not slow down, I felt like was the last complete album. And that came out seven years ago. 
So let's talk about look on that. Now when I do music Lots. reviews, I pretty much focus on I don't on like this. We're not listening things, to the Janks Master anymore. Which is lyrics Hey, 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 no. Music, you know, no. If the Janks Master follows us, I'm blocking you. So, first of all, lyrics. This is five years Honestly, ago. There's no way he looks like this anymore. <laughs> some of the songs we were getting for Collapsible Lung. The pandemic wasn't bad to everybody's um, body, Danny. It's called Look On Up. Shut it's about, up. <laughs> you know, getting off your phones and sort of just actually it's talking about myself. Not uh, just... I don't you accept know, that. You're beautiful. Okay, Jinx Master, you're out of here. <laughs> he likes the song. That's about all there is to it. Then I found uh, someone's daily devotional uploaded to YouTube, like a pastor. This is Live, Build, Change. And it says in the subject line of the YouTube video, thanks to Matt T and Reliance K for the title idea. And I listened to the whole five and a half minute thing. And it's about enjoying God's natural beauty in the earth that he gave us. But I only really want to play it for the way it opens. Okay. Like, here's here's how it kind of starts. Good morning, my friends. Welcome back to The Morning Mindset. I hope you're ready to get your mind aligned with the truth of God. We are going to dive right into Psalm chapter 19. And I want to ask... I know that this is a Christian thing that happens nowadays, but this music is so inappropriate. If you are aware of ever hearing speech... I know that there's this thing... It's so dramatic. I know that there's this thing in praise and worship and in devotional and like in Christian video production of making things big and dramatic and like all this Pond 5 music with this like orchestral like dun 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 dun... Like, just like I'm here to have my nice morning devotional from something that can and they're speak. playing music like this is uh, your D&D show what's that called critical role critical role like this is critical role background music <laughs> like this he should be fighting an orc at this moment but instead he's gonna give us a few bible verses and tell us to look up to the heavens in the sky so I enjoyed that <laughs> Dan, I wish you would just forget everything you knew about orcs already. We've talked about the we've talked about forgetting everything we know about orcs. I'm not re-explaining it. I know. I know you know. So here is covers, and this is PV Life, uploaded three weeks ago. Wow. And this is an incredibly charming young person who is jamming out to look on up. Give PV life a like. <laughs> I'm giving PV like, PV like a life. Uh, what am I saying? And this PV life is way too young for their comments to be on. That's all I have to say. They're oh, clearly a young yeah. kid, and their comments are still on. They're uh -oh. flying under the radar right now. PV life wants to get that ad money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like skate park videos and stuff. PV Life sounds awesome. And the comments are super positive as well. Someone said, you're really good, keep chasing your dreams, never stop. Someone said, straight fire, bro. And then someone just gave a thumbs up. So that's great. 
then we have friend of the pod, Adam Goff. Nice. With a cover in Adam's usual style of having a really interesting uh, backdrop to be performing the song in. So this is like magic hour minus one, like dusk, 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 and you can, you can just see Adam's outline of his hair in the dark, dark night sky. Yeah, his face is in front of the moon. Yeah. And now a thousand pictures come my way. This is something I've, what I want to say is something I've definitely said about Adam's stuff in the past is he has a very David Bazan tone in his voice when he does certain songs a certain way. temptation not to look But I'm still leafing through the pages Like the world's my open book Why don't I got something else to do? And so really he has this ability to hit that tone, that emotion of a David Bazan, possibly minus the horrible, uh, like incredibly depressing feeling that I get from Page of the Lion. Goodness gracious! <laughs> oh, and the moon's right behind the sky. I missed when you said that. It's like a pinhole in the sky in the, the canvas of the night. Um, and then this is awesome. I'm not even going to say. <laughs> this is Jesus Freak 101 Remix. Wow. Nice. Now a thousand pictures come my way. We were already told not to beatbox on the live stream. I'm fighting the temptation not to look. I'm still leafing through the pages like the world's mine. Jessica's grooving. She's enjoying. She's ready to beatbox again. You didn't go to twitch.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod no I think Switch it was on the, TV. No, it was on the live stream not, oh. on, the, not on the Twitch instagram.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod can people watch that afterwards yeah okay here we go this is so Owl City it is Owl City and there's another Owl City F Yep, here it is. <laughs> what do you think? I feel like we're raving for Jesus. We're raving, we're raving for Jesus Freak 101. But the YouTube channel is called The, the DJ's Disciple. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So this is Jason Call Music, which I said has a tinge of Adam Young in it. I put down my devices and I start to live my life. I look on up, I look on up to the sky. Have you ever tried to photograph the moon? Well, I have to. 
That definitely sounds like a like a praise and worshipy remix. That absolutely sounds like you know they're hitting yeah, the, the, a cool the little box that you sit on that we always uh, forget the, the name of. The Kajon, and, yeah. Kajon, cojones, the cojones. Right. They're sitting <laughs> exactly. on their cojones. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely sounds like we're all just just worshiping. Yep. Uh, there's a harp cover. Which doesn't sound as cool as you think it would. I mean, she does an amazing job playing the harp. It just doesn't kind of come through in the record that well. And this is uploaded by uh, S.J. Mar Oda. But I'm sure if you type in look on up harp, you'll hear it. It's so low on the YouTube video. It's the, 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 it's so low. You can barely hear it. It's very pretty though. It is pretty. Uh, wow. To, like interpret that into harp chords. Like that's amazing. Yeah. Give her a like. I will. Any shipping videos this week? Probably no, there's not. no, uh, f- there are two fan, there are two fully shot literal FMVs which is exactly what you kind of think. There's like some cool kids on their phones snapping pics and posting them and wearing their hats sideways and looking for likes. And then there's one person over here just wearing a backpack and looking up to the sky. He's doing poses for this. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I'm sure we'll get at least a few, at least one or two shipping videos for the song we're covering next week. Yes. I'm sure we will. Are we telling what it is? Sure. What is it? <laughs> you remind me. I need you. I need you. We're doing I need you of next air week. for no five score. Five score. <laughs> so I'm just trying to find one more cover to, to lead us out. Uh, there's a ton of acoustic covers aside from just PV Life's. Uh, lots of different people who did a great job. But we're just going to pick one. And we're going to pick... Oh, here, this one is a little transformed. This is Josiah David Music. And this is his cover of Look On Up, where it has a very interesting vocal take. And also kind of transforms the the chords and the finger picking a little bit. Thousand pictures come my way every day And I like them all the same But they can take my breath away This is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, is it wrong that I like Adam's and Josiah's versions better than the original? No. This reminds me of some... We haven't seen... um, 
Oh, what's his name? Um, it's been so long, I can't even think of his name. The Australian guy who was on the Australian Voice. Oh. Zeke Power? Zeke Power. We Zeke haven't seen Zeke Power in forever. Yeah, so this definitely has Zeke Power energy. Maybe Collapsible Lung like, did in Zeke Power. Maybe. <laughs> no, he did a bunch of... He did some Collapsible He did that amazing cover of Boomerang. Zeke Power did a transform. Oh, anyway, yeah, that's right. we shouldn't be talking about Zeke Power. We should be talking about Josiah David music. And this, this is, is really amazing. Pretty. This is beautiful. And this really should be really well known. It has a thousand views, but it should have a thousand. It should have at least 200 more. <laughs> covers of Panic at the Disco. Not much. Not other Reliant K. Covers of Grease. The soundtrack to Grease. Speaking of Nick Drake, there's a Drake Passion Fruit cover. Bob Dylan, uh, all kinds of Les Miserables. I dreamed a dream. Oh, and they ha- he hasn't been active in three years, so that's too bad. Well, we can let this play us out, as he reminds us about what it's like to photograph the moon. So, Jessica, yes, about the same. About the same. You like the song about the same? Yeah. Do you like this? Oh, you didn't let me say it. Do you like this song about the same more or less? than before we did the episode. Well, you know, now that I think about it, I think I like it about the same. Oh, well, what about a picture of the moon? Do you like photograph? have a photographing the moon? About the same. About the same, okay. How about you, Dan? I would say I definitely like this song a little more. Nice. Because thinking back to February 2016 and my aversion to the message of the song when it first came out and really understanding it and knowing that Thiessen was singing from his own point of view and not trying to pontificate like an early Reliant K ministry song definitely calmed me down on the song and it's it's a beautiful song and this cover is amazing yeah it is so, yeah. I continue to think that there are some lyrics that could use another draft yeah so I like it about the same I mean, maybe this is a song that they can revise in like 10 years when phones totally change, like things we can't even imagine when they're in our foreheads and stuff. (laughs) Oh, we didn't even think about it. Last thing before we close out this episode. Does Does this song essentially go back to if my phone wasn't grafted to my jawbone or whatever that from? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's another song that this connects back to. Fasten to my jawbone. Fasten to my jawbone. He's saying it's time to de- unfasten your device from your jawbone and look up and live your life. Exactly. So thanks for listening. We just wasted at least an hour of 